and welcome in to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, it's Michael Seta. What's going on? What's up? What's up? This is a great week to be here. I feel great. I don't know about you, but, you know, football, it, it was just, you know, good, good weekend, you know, overall. Um, yeah. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, still down Rye Dog. Needs one more week off dealing with some family issues. Uh, should be back next week for everybody that is uh, concerned. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. I mean, uh, fantasy wise, sitting pretty nice in my six main leagues, uh, 29 and seven. Had another five in one week, so can't be too mad about that. Um, I'm sure as a Browns fan, you got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think that was like my overall excitement, honestly. Um, you know, overall fantasy wise, I'm still doing pretty good. I mean, in my redraft leagues, I'm still in it. I'm still in the mix, which is all you can really ask for at this part of the season. So, you know, let's try to make some moves and make a push in those. Dynasty wise, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how my teams are. Like the teams I feel like that are good aren't playing good and the teams that I feel like are bad are playing good. So, you know, I'm in a tough spot in those. So I'm going to still try to make a run in all of them. Cause I still feel like the season's still pretty, pretty young. And, uh, you know, if you're not like, Owen, you know, over at this point, you know, st- still pretty even to make a run. Let's see it. Yeah. You just made, that's a- where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You just made a power trade in one dynasty league, uh, in terms of a win now set up adding uh Mostert and Thielen to one of your teams. So that, that's, that was definitely a win now trade. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I gave away a good dynasty asset and CJ Stroud for him. But, you know, in this past draft, I loaded up with first round picks because I was kind of in a tank mode and I drafted all the quarterbacks. So I still have Bryce Young. I still have Anthony Richardson on the team, along with Fields and Purdy. So my quarterback room's all right. And, uh, you know, I was willing to move him for, you know, two win now players this year. Yeah, that was a you blew it! the other guy. So, big time fleece job, but you'll love to see it. So, um, yeah, that Browns game, I was there. It was electric. It was cold. It was rainy. But I, I even had a feeling, too, before. Like, I remember because I do Survivor Pool with my cousin every week, and um, I, he was talking to me about picking the Browns, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I got a bad feeling. I'm like, this feels like a trap game to me. And uh, shout out to the Browns fan that was sitting behind me that – cheered for like five straight minutes jumping for joy when Trent Williams went down with what looked like a very serious injury. That was a very class move on your part. It was pretty funny. This guy was behind me and Trent goes down. He's just like, that's Trent Williams. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, man, show some class, but very impressive Browns win. Um, I was, I was, whatever dude, that happens in every fan base in every stadium. There's always some drunk asshole. Oh, we were in the first quarter. I, I well, actually, never mind. It's Cleveland. He was probably drunk for sure. I he had his son with him, and his son was trying to match his energy because he was yelling loud swear words the entire. Which I had no problem with that, and like the son was trying to match that without saying the swear words, and that was absolutely that was some grade A entertainment. Listening to this kid utilize the words "you suck" in as many ways as he possibly can without actually saying a swear word. So. Uh, but yeah, good weekend to be a Cleveland sports fan. Um, definitely a big upset win that not a lot of people saw coming. Um, not a good week if not a good week for fantasy football. Uh, low scoring for majority across the board and a lot of injuries. So 
we'll uh, uncover a bunch of those uh, before we dive into all that. If you want to talk to us on um, Twitter for our X, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, we're at Hitstick Fantasy. Get at us. Ask us some questions. If you're down some running backs, you want to find out some people who to fill in their spots while they uh, get back to being healthy, we can help you with that. So head on over to uh, Hitstick Fantasy and uh, give us a follow. Hit us up. We'll we'll get you going. So I'm at Hitstick Chris if you want to talk to me personally. And where are you at, Seta? I'm at Michael underscore Seta on Twitter. Isn't Ryan Ryan FF or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's Ryan Long FF now. Something like that, yeah. Find him. He's there. Not uh, Kevin Durant, though. Yeah, he is not Kevin Durant. That is for sure. So, anyway, you want to go ahead and just knock out these injuries? Yeah, let's do it. All right. There was a, quite a few of them. Uh, Justin Fields dealing with, wasn't it a wrist? I think he dislocated his thumb is what I think it ended up being. Yeah, and he, from what I know, he is not expected to be uh, back. He's expected to miss at least a few weeks, so... That's yeah, something I, I heard it was good news, not long-term, definitely out this week and, you know, possible for the week following. So, you know, I think it was an overall good news compared to what they thought it could have been for him. So I think that's good news overall. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo also dealing with an injury, uh, probably not a guy you're heavily uh, relying on, but um, somebody in the monitor. Uh, Ryan Tannenhill, another guy that uh, these are just more relevant to the options that are catching passes from them than your actual lineup, or at least they should be that way. Um, and so, also to keep in mind, if you did have a Justin Fields, like I, I would probably be staying away from Jimmy G on the waiver wire this week if that's where I would you know, be thinking of moving him or someone else. Yeah, so who would you uh, go with? I mean, I feel like uh, Baker Mayfield could be a good pickup that's available. Um I got a good one. Uh, it's going to be highlighted a little bit more in my next segment, but it's a guy who's just started this year for the first time, and he's been playing pretty good for fantasy. So, a yeah, foreshadow. a little tease. A yes. little tease for that. Stay tuned. He might be in a later segment. Um, Trevor Lawrence dealt with a knee injury. He's expected to be fine. Just keep an eye on it. They play Thursday night. That one should be pretty cut and dry. Either he's going to be in and you need and you're good, or he's going to be out and you need a replacement. At least it's a Thursday night game, so you can uh, make adjustments for that. And then Anthony Richardson dealing with a potential season-ending surgery. I know he got hurt last week, but news has broke since that he's likely to miss the rest of the year. So uh, fire up your Gardner Minshew in that aspect. Very disappointing, though, because he was having a pretty good year. Um, on to some of the bigger ones. We uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, dealing with an oblique and a knee injury, or no, it was, it's mostly his ribs from what I'm seeing. Uh, he is kind of listed as day-to-day. Um, uh, he might miss a week. He might be willing to play. Uh, you're going to have to keep an eye on that. Monday night game, so kind of a positive and a negative in the sense he's got an extra day to heal, but then you also don't know if you're going to have him. So, Yeah, I think all three of those big-name guys from San Fran are all kind of in the same boat right now is what I saw. They're kind of just all day-to-day pain tolerance kind of thing. If they're going to be able to go, they're going to go Monday. If not, it's probably just going to be a week, if anything. So nothing to worry about. I don't think like a long-term with uh, either him or Debo. Yeah, who's the third? Because Debo, we're talking Debo with the shoulder injury, and he's also day-to-day. He could play. Like, but who's I was the- talking you, you know I got to give him a mention of the best left tackle in football, Trent uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. affects the offense, that's for sure. He 100% and, does. And, you know, he, he gutted it out. He came back out, but, you know, similar to like a Travis Kelsey thing, sometimes after the game, after the adrenaline goes down, they relook at the injury and it turns out to be a little bit more serious. So, you know, that's it's it was more good news than anything that wasn't 
something that's definitely going to take him out next week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agreed there. David Montgomery dealing with a rib injury. Um, he's expected to miss some time. He's pretty much already been ruled out this week. So find adjustments there. Um, my The expectation from what I'm seeing is that he's going to miss the next two games and then be held out for the bye. And then Detroit comes back from bye after that. And that's so you will probably be without David Montgomery for the next three games um, for, in terms of fantasy football. Obviously, that's a big blow to uh, most of your teams. He's been a pretty locked and loaded RB1 all year long. So keep an eye on that. Um, and then Kyron Williams uh, is expected to miss this week against Pittsburgh as well. He's been uh, lighting it on fire for majority. Uh, again, not supposed to just be like a one-week injury. So uh, nothing crazy serious, but uh, get ready to uh, – and his backup is also going to miss time. So you're looking at Zach Evans at this point. So, Yeah. And Damian Harris also had a significant injury. Uh, was carted off the field, but held thumbs up, so looks good. Did I forget anybody? No, I think that, that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, I'm always paying attention to my teams and keeping up with that. And, you know, if anyone has any news related or any questionable tags when you're going to set your lineup, like before Thursday, before the week, if you only do it like once, just maybe keep an eye, maybe check again, you know, right before that game starts just to see if he's in or out um, at that point, you know, regardless of who it is. Because, you know, this deep into your season, there's going to be bye weeks. There's going to be, you know, injuries all across the board. So you got to have a little bit more upkeep nowadays. Yeah, definitely something you want to be uh, monitoring there. And uh, Jameer Gibbs potentially uh, trending towards playing this week. So uh, hopefully he's back in your lineups, especially with no Montgomery. All right, so that was uh, pretty much all of the injury. Uh, do you got any like um, any like stories from football like over the weekend that you want to share before we dive into our first segment here? No, I honestly like I was in shock during the entire one o'clock slate. Like I, even though Red Zone was on, I wasn't paying attention to it because I was just locked in. Because not only was it you know a great game all around, but like it was you know it was you know it wasn't great to watch. It was just so long because of all the penalties and everything like that. But, you know, the actual gameplay of it was very good, and it was a good team. So after that, I went and celebrated uh shout-out to one of our listeners, my cousin Adam, his 30th birthday. So we were I was kind of busy all Sunday, you know, locked into the Browns, into that. Sunday night game sucked. Yeah, it was that game was rough. Like it, the, the weekend got saved for me by the Monday night game. I thought that one was pretty good. I liked what I saw out of both those offenses. I think – Going forward, I'd be, you know, definitely confident with Keenan, Tony Pollard, CD, and Dak. But, man, it feels like the coaching is just getting in their freaking way. Herbert has a broken finger. I I needed – I lost by 10 points in my main league, like my main redraft league. And um, I had the Herbert, Keenan Allen stack going up against the Denver – or the Dallas defense, and I needed basically 50 points to win, and I got so close. I was within 10, and the amount of times that Herbert missed Keenan – Keenan Allen had like three wide-open touchdowns after that first drive. That was frustrating to watch. So, But, no, I agree with you. Both Powell offenses look completely fine. Um, Keep an eye on Jerry Judy, rumored to be traded. Uh, I guess uh, Dallas is a potential uh, candidate in that mix. The Colts have inquired as well. So – uh, that's something. Oh, did you did you hear? I forgot. There's breaking news. Did you hear who got signed to the Philadelphia Eagles today? I did. Julio Jones is back in the NFL, baby. Signing with Julio. Quez Watkins out for you know an extended period of time, it looks like. So 
he's going to come in and, you know, be their third receiver most likely. And they worked out a couple of guys, a couple of younger guys who are on practice squads and they decided to go with Julio. So, you know, who knows what happens with, you know, they have tons of options for sure, but you know, it is, it's a long season. Who knows what, if something happens to AJ or Devonta Smith, like he's going to immediately go into one of, you know, the on paper, high powered offenses in football. So decent thing to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm running out to max my fab on him, but I definitely, I did see the signing. It was interesting for sure. So. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to do anything crazy like that. And I think there still needs to be a couple other factors that happen to, to make him, you know, decent for fantasy. Um, you know, but it, it, it is cool. I'm, I'm just honestly more, it was just funny that I saw Julio Jones get re-signed again. So I'm excited to see him strap up. Yeah, it's it's Julio. Julio touchdown Jones. He's back. So, but uh, yeah, I did see that. Good. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and move forward here to our first segment. You ready? All right, so we are going to be doing a redraft of the draft from this six weeks ago. And basically uh, what we're going to do is um, we're going to trade off in a snake fashion. I'll have the first pick, then you'll have two and three. We're going to redo the top 24 on how we would draft these players moving forward. Um, This can be helpful for you in the sense that it will give you a way to maybe value these guys on for the remainder of the year it could be good for you in terms of trades that so maybe some guys to go target via trade and all that uh just you know something helpful along those lines we'll kick things off i have the 101 and i gotta keep it going with cmc i don't see any reason why to not take him right here i mean he has been everything that you hoped for out of a first round pick um there's one person that could rival him but with just the scarcity of running back position, I realize he might not play this week, but it's not a serious injury. So, uh, yeah, CMC 101. Yeah, I definitely like it. And I'm glad we decided to go 2-3. Um, I'm glad I get both of them. And it – because it would have taken a lot more of me debate-wise to go Tyreek Hill first. Um, he was my number two overall receiver preseason, but my guy who – is my number one receiver preseason. I think he's still my number one for the rest of the season. And that's Jamar Chase. I'm going to go Jamar Chase at number two overall here. And then I'd follow it up with Tyreek Hill because I think both those guys have shown how dominant they are week in and week out, target-wise, yard-wise, touchdown-wise. Now Joe Burrow's starting to be healthy again. You're starting to see that offense click a little bit more and funnel through Jamar Chase. So, you know, Tyreek Hill's been sensational, and I think those are an easy 2-3 combo there. Yeah, he's always fucking open. Don't ever forget that. Um, I can't knock that. There is a guy, though, that I would have took, honestly, over both of them in number two. I mean, it's close. Tyree, I would have definitely made like a case for Tyreek Hill. But that's Cooper Cup, who looks to be back in full and just being the PPR machine that he is, which we're thinking half PPR right now in this format, but you still get points for those receptions. So, yeah, Cooper Cup definitely looks to be a locked and loaded top five option moving forward for the remainder of the year. And I think he's a phenomenal pick right there. Now is where we get a little dicey. Um, 
I'm still not ready to pull the trigger on a few of these running backs, so I'm going to stick at the wide receiver room, and I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs, who has been quietly just phenomenally killing it for the entire duration of this year. He was the only person that was targeted in that Bills game for the first half. So you got to love what you're seeing out of that. You love the combination there. Um, Stephon Diggs has been everything and more that managers have hoped for in a first-round pick. All right, so keeping track, you went Cooper Cup, Steph Diggs there, right? Yeah, so far through the top five is CMC, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and Diggs. We had one running back and then four wideouts. Okay, and and so we're going for the rest of the season. So I think that's one of the major reasons why I'm still moving Jefferson down. I don't know when he's coming back, and I don't know what it would be worth him to come back if his team's trash. So I think I'm still going to probably pass here on Jefferson. I don't think I'm going to draft Jefferson in the top two, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, I think he, he's a guy who would probably drop a little bit for me. Um, there is another guy that I think we were all projecting in the top five and or, you know, top 10 at least. And he still is there and outperforming. I'm going to go A.J. Brown. Nice. And, you know, this is tough for me. I think, you know, as a more traditional drafter, you're you're thinking two of the running backs. And one of my favorite guys here is going to be the tight end, Travis Kelsey. Um, but my thought process would be between Bijan, Eckler, and Travis Kelsey here. I think with the usage of those two running backs, they're, you know, outliers in the passing game. And, you know, going forward rest of the season, they're going to be great values at running back. And, you know, the benefit to the zero RB is kind of being able to bet on the Kyron Williams and bet on, you know, those kind of players week in and week out. The Selvin Ahmed last week to get you 12. You know, the, the, that's what you're betting on. So here I'm going to go with a running back and I'm going to go with uh, Austin Eckler. Nice. Yeah, that's definitely where I'd have been looking to go as well. So um, now I'm back with uh, two picks here. And um, I can tell you with full confidence that B. John Robinson is going to be the first one. Uh, he's been looking phenomenal in terms of a rookie running back. Uh, just all across the board, everything that you could hope for. And this is where it gets kind of tough because, you know, you're looking, you see guys like Travis Etienne that have been very good. You know, Saquon Barkley is still hanging out there. David Montgomery could have been in the discussion right now if he wasn't dealing with that slight injury. Um, but I'm going to head back over to the wide receiver room, and I'm going to go Keenan Allen, who's just been an absolute machine so far with uh, Justin Herbert. Definitely somebody, you know, my hit of the year that I was very confident in moving, uh, moving before the year. You were getting him as a fourth-round value. It's definitely not the case like that anymore. So, yeah, Keenan Allen, lock him in, pick number nine. Yeah, definitely. I think that was going to be definitely one of the first, like, big changes, big movers, um, you know, for me too because he's, you know, on the explosive offense and he's just dominating targets for sure. All right, so quick recap. I was just getting it loaded in sleeper. So we got CMC one, Jamar Chase two, Tyreek Hill three, Stefan Diggs, number four. Cup was four. Oh, okay. Cup and then Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then I went with Eckler and A.J. Brown. Yeah, you did A.J. first at six, but then and Eckler was seven. But, yeah, that's the same order. All right. And then you followed it up with? Bijan and Keenan Allen. Perfect. Okay, that's what I just wanted to double-check, make sure I was right. So, I think this was easy for me. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey here. Um, I think it's about time he comes off the board. Um, and I think he's just, you know, definitely a difference maker at the position. He hasn't really shown it yet, but neither has any of the other good tight ends. So I, I think it's safe to go, um, with Travis Kelsey here. 
And then, you know, to follow this one up, I'm going to go with CD. Oh, that's who I was going to pick, actually. I really like him, and I think that they're going to be forced to expand his role because he is just so freaking good, and the coaching is getting in their way, and I feel bad about it. But I definitely love CD rest of the season. Yeah, he looks like he's finally woken up, um, and he's you know complaining in the sense that he needs the target share that Jamar Chase is getting. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, you definitely want to see that because the talent is 100% there. Uh this is tough here because, you know, I'm looking at some guys like, you know, I, I this this is where it gets kind of hard because I'm not really quite ready to commit on it Adam, or on DJ Moore just yet. Um, still not taking uh, Jefferson, but I am going to go Amon Ross St. Brown at number 12. Uh, he's been everything you want and more in a number one wide receiver for your team. And um, I don't see that slowing down with the way that the Lions have been playing football. And then, oh, man, am I really about to do this? Hold on. What running back would this make him? CMC went one. Eckler went two. Bijan went three. He'd be the RB4. I'm going to do it. Raheem Mostert. You got no uh, Devon Achan for the next three weeks at least. And he's just been playing out of his mind. This whole team's been playing out of its mind. So there's not a lot. The, the running back position has been rough this year. And that's no secret. Like, so the production you're getting right now from Raheem Oster is just absolutely insane. And, and yeah, it's definitely a concerning pick in terms of injury because this man has been yet to finish a season. And I know there's a rookie coming back. Um, if David Montgomery wasn't dealing with the injury he was dealing with, that probably would have been my pick. But he is. So... Oh, uh, yeah, Raheem Mostert, pick number 13. I like Mostert. I think Mostert and Keenan Allen were the two guys I thought were definitely going to move, you know, the highest up the board because they are winners. I mean, and even Monty, too. But, I mean, you know, with him being a little bit banged up, it's a little bit tough uh, for me, at least. So um, now, you know, this one's tough for me. I do like a lot of the receivers, um, but like a lot of these receivers that I would be picking in this range, you know, they really underperformed. And so then I kind of look towards the running back position here. Um, I think I like Tony Pollard a lot. And, you know, I, I do like, you know, even though Dallas has kind of been like not underperforming fantasy wise, it's, you know, you haven't seen that explosion yet. But um, I do like, um, you know, I do like Tony Pollard going forward. And I think also I'm a big proponent of snagging a onesie um, depending where I'm at. So I do like, Jalen Hurts as well. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts and Tony P here. Wow. Uh, so why Hurts over like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, and all the other quarterbacks? Uh, just the the rushing touchdown upside. I think all the other stat-wise, like passing and everything like that, like that's going to, you know, come and go. But you're looking at five touchdowns already out of Jalen Hurts rushing, and there's not another quarterback close. I mean, you got Lamar with four. So that's a, that's a decently close, but I think uh, Jalen Hurts can you know get it going more in the positive direction. He had a rough game, but I think he's going to be able to turn it around with all those weapons, offensive line, and the rushing upside. Yeah, I and mean, you know what makes this hard is um you have you can't just look at the top of like the draft order because you got to realize some guys might have started off hurt, some guys might have underperformed, um so. Right now, 
and I probably would have picked this guy over Raheem Mostert. I just forgot about him. But um, I'm going Brees Hall. He looks to be back. He is just playing very, very good. The Jets are playing very, very good. I mean, ironically, do you think it's a coincidence that Zach Wilson looked like a competent quarterback back-to-back weeks and Donna Kelsey was in the stands for both of those games? I don't think so, but, you know. We're not, I think there was a one-week off in between those. Yeah, because they played Kansas City, Denver, and then Philly, but Donna Kelsey was at the, both those games. Regardless, the Jets seem to have gotten it together. They have been playing. They knocked off the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. They also have a win over Buffalo. These are all with Zach Wilson under helm. And Brees Hall looks to be back to full speed. He's getting the full workload again. And he is such a good football player. So that is going to be my pick there. And then after that, I'm really stuck right now because I want to go Saquon Barkley, but I think somebody is just outplaying him a little bit. And I think I'm going to roll with that. And that's Travis Etienne. So... And I'm going to go ahead and lock that pick in. He's been doing very good over in Jacksonville. Been getting a lot of volume. We were worried about Tank Bigsby in the beginning of the year. Those worries have been put to bed. And, yeah, I'm in on ETN. Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, that's definitely one I was thinking of. But when you started with, you know, a guy outperforming Saquon, this is also a guy who's kind of outperforming him. I think his season outlook, you know, moving forward as an overall, you know, more scoring opportunities with his team, is Mr. Ken Walker. And that's where I'm going to go here is Mr. Ken Walker. And thankfully, you did not go with Saquon. Um, so I'm going to go with Saquon right after. Um, so I like both those running backs still. But I think, um, you know, I'm more positive on the Seahawks outlook going going forward than I would be the Giants. Yeah, that's fair. That I can understand that. Um, so, yeah. So with that being said, so far, we have CMC, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Austin Eckler, B. John Robinson, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. That would round out the first round. Then Raheem Mostert at the 201, Tony Pollard. Jalen Hurts is the first quarterback off the board. Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, Ken Walker, and Saquon Barkley getting here towards the back end of the second round. Um, so you start thinking about guys – like maybe that have been overperforming that jumped out of nowhere, maybe like a Mike Evans, maybe like a DJ Moore. They're, they can come into the category here. But um, I'm going to pick a veteran stud that had a few down weeks but has been overall kind of living up to what his name value is supposed to be, and that's Devontae Adams. I'm going to go ahead and lock him in as one of my picks right there. And then I'm going to go back to the onesie well, and I'm going to get Mark Andrews because I still believe in the talent. And I still believe that him, yeah, you can make a case for Laporta right there, who's been playing very, very good. I've uh, been seeing a high target share, but um, I'm still going to roll with Andrews for now. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, I think he's like one of the few other ones you guys I'll be thinking of here. Uh, maybe another quarterback or two. But um, right here, I think there's a couple. This is where I think my sweet spot for these receivers come back. Uh, just because of the overall upside. I know they haven't had, you know, the positive, you know, season so far, but they've had, you know, a couple up and down weeks. So I'm going to pair up both these receivers with my next two, and it's going to be Devonta Smith and Chris Olave. Interesting. Devonta Smith has been rough, but I do think he's a good buy candidate right now. So, and I love Olave. I've, I've always been a big Olave stance. Um, I'll close things out, and I'm going to pick David Montgomery. I still believe that he is an RB1 as soon as he gets back into that lineup. So 
I'm definitely in on that. Now, the question is, where would Justin Jefferson fall into this category? Like, because he, you know, he just went through 24 picks. He didn't make that board. Obviously, we got some concern in the sense that we need Minnesota to stay competitive to know for sure he's coming back. So, you know, what, what to think here? Yeah, I think that's where it comes down. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys still that we didn't mention or anything like that that I think I would still be willing to take over him, whether it would be a DK or a Jalen Waddle or someone like that, because I know they're at least going to be playing now. And, you know, unless something happens, they're going to be playing the rest of the season. So I think that's the biggest thing to think about. Going forward, I have no confidence in Justin Jefferson coming back. So redraft-wise, not keeper-wise, like I think he's kind of worthless going moving forward. So would you be trying, if you had him right now in a redraft league, are you trying to trade him? Yeah, I mean, if you can, like, what if, what if somebody offered you DK Metcalf for him? Yeah, definitely. What if somebody offered you Adam Thielen for him? Who Adam Thielen is a top five wide receiver right now. I mean, I still think I would do that. I know it's it sucks, dude, because, like, you know, you, you have all these other, you know, things popping in your head like last season with cooper cup their team sucked he could have probably came back he didn't and then you'll see like randomly where guys do come back when their team sucks and they're great and jefferson could be that guy but i don't know in a contract year trying to get the money i don't see him coming back if they're not fighting for a division champ championship so i'm leaning more towards him not coming back so i think i would make the trades that would help me this season especially if there's no like keeper value moving on to next year yeah, it makes sense. I, I totally understand where you're coming from in that. So, But that was the top 24, kind of a redraft setting. Like, like I said, this is to kind of give you guys a little bit of an idea where the value has shifted. Think of this as potential trade targets. You know, like, for example, we got, you know, for um, like Keenan Allen, who's been, who's like very high up. It was a first, we called him a first round pick. Somebody in your league might not quite value him in that. So you might be able to get him for, you know, a little bit of a lesser value. Not that you're going to have to pay a decent amount no matter what, but, like, you know, just think of it like that. And as always, if you have questions, contact us on X at Hitstick Fantasy. We will definitely answer those questions for you. Um, are you ready to go ahead and move into the hits of the week? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Hits of the Week. Yeah. I'm so over being Creed. I don't want to be Creed anymore. Be, be, before we um, dive into the matchups with our hits of the weeks and stuff, who, who's on bye this week? Do we know? Oh, it is a bye Mageddon. We got a lot of teams that are um, dealing with apocalypse. I know the Carolina Panthers are one of them. Um, Let me pull it up here. I know it's the Panthers. Um, I know it's the Bengals. So, yeah, here we go. Houston, Tennessee, the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. Those teams are all on bye, and the Panthers. I, I mentioned them already. But, yeah, so six teams on bye, lots of injuries. We're here to yeah, help you. Yeah, that's a big group. That's yeah. definitely a big group for sure. It, it, there's a lot of fantasy-relevant names that are not available. So, um Hopefully these hits of the week can uh, kind of help you get navigate your lineups because I know a lot of people are definitely struggling out there. I am starting Najee Harris in a league as my RB1. Not two or flex. He is my RB1. And we got Amari Dermacato as the number two. So wish me luck. But, um, yeah, so kicking things off with our quarterbacks. Seto, you want to go ahead and uh, get things started? 
Yeah, so the guy I was teasing is a guy I, you know, was not a really big fan of, and that's Sam Howell. Um, you know, he's been pretty good for fantasy and pretty good for the commanders, keeping them in games. You know, he's not like being he's not having a crazy stat line, but he gets a couple touchdowns. He's not afraid to run the ball either. And this week they're going up against the Giants, and I think they can take this win. And I think he's going to toss a couple touchdowns in the end zone. So if you're, you know, battling the Justin Fields or Ryan Tannehill, hopefully not, um, kind of injury bug, you know, these are going to be some, you know, I think this is a good matchup to target with Sam Howell at quarterback. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I he's been for somebody that you is not an obvious start. You definitely uh, have a lot there. I'm going with Jared Goff, who is traveling on the road to the Baltimore to Baltimore. There, if you've been following the narrative of Jared Goff since he's been a Detroit Lion, you've kind of known that the typical standard for him has been you play him when he's at home, you sit him when he's on the road. I don't think that's the case anymore. Jared Goff is a top six quarterback this year. He's been playing out of his mind. He's got the weapons. He's got, you know, hopefully Jameer Gibbs is stepping back in there. Jamison Williams looked pretty damn good. So I think that Goff can be considered a weekly start moving forward. And this will probably be one of the last times that I at least feature him in this segment because I think this is it. Like, you you can just start Jared Goff now. You don't have to play matchups on him anymore. So he's in my lineup. And then uh, – yeah. I- Definitely agree with that. Love the Lions moving forward too. Yeah, it's great. It's the, they're America's team right now. Everybody is rooting for the Lions to win the NFC right now and be in the Super Bowl. So, God, how funny would that be if we had a Browns Lions Super Bowl? That'd be insane. Detroit. Versus that would be Cleveland. the best. That would be the best thing ever. No, and I'd hate every second of it, but it would be fun. It would be ironically funny. I'll give you that. Um, running back, I'm going with Josh Jacobs versus Chicago. Josh Jacobs has not been the greatest uh, fantasy asset for you this year. I want to try to give you guys some confidence. This dude is literally Najee Harris, rookie season. He's incredibly inefficient, under three yards of carry around there, or hovering a little over three yards of carry, but he gets peppered with volume and he gets peppered with targets. And this week he's got a good matchup, um, especially given the landscape of running backs right now. I doubt you even have options to pivot away from him, but I think that he's going to produce a pretty nice, comfortable top 10 uh, weekly performance this week at the running back position. So he is in my lineup. Yeah. And for running back, I'm going to go with hopefully the starter for the Rams this week, Mr. Zach Evans going up against Pittsburgh. You know, they do have a very good defense. I think the one weakness is being able to, you know, run the ball up the middle a little bit on them. And I don't know if the matchup is very concerning for me because I think it's matchup proof. Whoever is playing running back for the Rams is going to get a lot of points. It doesn't matter who the name is. So I am confident with Zach Evans more so wanted to mention him as one of like the big waiver guys to, you know, go in and target this week moving forward. Yeah. I know he's going to be in some of my claims for sure, because I agree with everything you just said. The opportunity should be there. Yeah. And then for my receiver, um, this is a guy that we were kind of high on and we were kind of disappointed with. And I just wanted to make sure we're, you know, keeping up with it. Mr. Drake London has rattled off 10 points or more in the last three weeks. And he is my head of the week at receiver. Atlanta has a decent matchup against Tampa Bay, but we just saw Detroit kind of put it to them. And I think Atlanta can do the same. So I, I like Drake London this week. And I think you can feel more confident putting him in your starting lineup moving forward as well. He has looked good. He definitely has looked good. Um, I got Amari Cooper going up against the Indianapolis Colts. It's been that secondary in Indy is not good. I know Cleveland might be down to Sean Watson. It's something to keep your eye on. 
But Amari Cooper's getting the targets. He saw eight targets last week in San Francisco, and he's been making some big plays, which you love to see. So I think there's a lot of upside there, especially against a very, very weak Colts secondary. I'm going with Amari Cooper. And there is optimism for Watson coming back this week. Yeah, that would be even better if that could happen. So Cooper's a start for me. Uh, George Kittle is going to round things out for me at, at tight end, playing against Minnesota. Um, I don't know if McCaffrey is going to be available. I don't know if Debo is going to be available. What I do know is they're not going to be 100%. This offense is going to look to lean on Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle to hopefully take down what should be a very winnable matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings defense has been very lackluster. They're, they get beat on all aspects of the game in terms of the run game, from the tight end position, and in terms of uh, wide receivers. So this is definitely a good week to get Kittle in your lineup coming off of a very bad performance last week. So. Yeah, and then for my tight end, I'm going to go with a guy who kind of is, is a rookie this year. Um, he's been a little bit disappointing, but we've seen the Raiders being, you know, trouble in paradise, not being able to connect with Devontae Adams to, you know, the likelihood that she, he should be. So, you know, Michael Mayer with my start of the week at tight end last week had six targets, you know, caught the ball five times and, you know, got decent yardage to it. So, you know, hopefully moving forward, he can be a more reliable option for him, but you know, I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. Um, it's not like I love the pieces there, but tight end's been a trouble, a troublesome position this year, to say the least. So I don't hate the matchup this week with uh, Michael Mayer. Yeah, Michael John Mayer finally uh, breaking out onto the scene here. These rookie tight ends are rewriting the books this week or this year with uh, how good this class was. You know, we're still waiting for Kincaid to kind of find his, but we've seen Sam Laporta be very good. Yeah, and Kincaid's kind of like to. You know, I was kind of the one of the proponents of not being too in on Kincaid, and, and he's been banged up, you know, and I think he's kind of just battling like I was kind of highlighting. There's another good tight end in Buffalo, you know, regardless of what, you know, how athletic Kincaid is. So, yeah, I, I do agree, though. The tight ends this year are definitely outperforming, you know, expectation. I, I don't know if I would say, but, you know, history, I would say they're outperforming the history, historic kind of patterns of it. Yeah, and Laporta just, oh, man, he is everything you want in a tight end. So, uh, but that was our hits of the week. Um, if you got more, uh, feel free to get us, get it at us on Twitter. We'll answer some questions for you. You can hit up Ryan and let him, he can uh, tell you what his are over there. Uh, we're going to round things out here for this episode and do our pickums um, to give everybody, keep everybody up to date here. Uh, last week, I'm still holding the lead. I got six, I'm 62 and 31 at 67% on the year. Ryan is sitting in second at 59 and 34 at 63%. And Seta, uh, you, you keep saying you're climbing. You're going to, this is the week you make your run. Um, it's It's been falling a little bit short. You are 57 and 36 down at 61%. This is my week though. This is my week. I make the run. You know, I'm a big underdog guy. I like to play from the bottom, you know, uh, rise from the gutter, you know, I, as I like to say. So, you know, this, this is my week to really turn it around. It, it wouldn't have been that fun you know, just to be dominating you guys all year. So I give you guys a little bit of a head start, a little handicap kind of action. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to get it going. So, all right, well, let's get it going. All right. So first game, uh, we got an eight 15 Thursday night game, Jacksonville at new Orleans, even with an injured Trevor Lawrence, I'm going Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville for sure. All right. Starting with the one o'clock. No early morning. We got Las Vegas at Chicago. I'm going Vegas. I'm also going Vegas. Not not a Chicago person right now. 
And we kind of got another crap game on the schedule. Cleveland Brown traveling to Indy. I'm going to go with Cleveland here in their defense. I would not be surprised if Cleveland falls short in this game. This just seems like a game they would lose, but I'm going to pick Cleveland. Yep. I, I would don't disagree there. Um, next game, we got Buffalo at New England. I'm going to go with Buffalo here. New England looks like a dumpster fire. Yeah, Buffalo for sure. All right, now we have a game we kind of highlighted earlier. Washington Commandos traveling to New York. I'm going Commanders. I'm also going Commanders. All right, and now we have Hotlanta traveling down to Tampa Bay. Like you saw with my Drake London hit of the week, I'm going with Hotlanta getting the dub this week. We, I don't know if you're going to gain too much ground on me this week, Zeta, because I am also going with Atlanta. Oh, are we all picking the same? Dang it. Maybe. All right, so next game, it looks like the last one for the 1 o'clock slate. We have the Detroit Lydowns going to Baltimore. With your pick of Jared Goff, I think we might be going the same. I'm going Lydowns. I am also going Lions. I think we might differ in the next one, though. Yes, let's. Yeah, I think we definitely will. Um, we got the 4 o'clock games going. Los Angeles Rams, or Pittsburgh at Los Angeles Rams. I'm going Rams. I got a ride for my team. I, I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, this, this is definitely a matchup they can win for sure. You know, whether it's on paper or how good the Rams are playing, this is definitely a wonderful one for them. Um, I'm kind of hoping the Rams just pull it out. And we got for the next one, Arizona at Seattle. Um, I'm going with Seattle here. I think they can. Uh, I think Arizona had their fun in the beginning of the season, but they're now down to the true tank. Yeah, it's it's. I agree. Seattle needs this win a lot more than Arizona does, and I think they're going to show that. Yeah, and then for the 4:25 games, we got Green Bay at Denver. Is this the most boring game on the entire slate? It might be. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers though here. This is probably the most predictable week for this in terms of like on paper, uh, but yeah, Green Bay. All right, for the last four o'clock games, we have Kansas City or LA at Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I really want to pick the Chargers, but I just know the Chargers are going to Charger and find a way to blow it. So give me the Chiefs. Yeah, this is the game that the Chargers like dominate and win 48 to 20 or something crazy like that. And they're like, yeah, they're back. They're the whole, they're that team the whole time. But you know, until I see that Chargers team, I'm going to go Kansas City. Um, we have a good Sunday night matchup. We got Miami at Philadelphia. Uh, Philly's coming off a big L of the season, the first L of the season. Uh, Miami's still playing well. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to go with Philly. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. I think this is a, this was a coin flip for me. You know, I think the bounce back of the Philly is definitely a big outlier there, especially at home. Um, I'm just excited for this one. This is going to be a good matchup. Me too. I'm clearing my schedule on Sunday night. I am watching this game for sure. Yeah, definitely. And to round out the weekend, we have San Fran traveling out to Minnesota. 49ers bounce back, get the big win. I really think that the Minnesota Vikings can. No, I'm just fucking with you guys. It's the San Francisco 49ers coming off a loss. Come on now, let's get real. They're going to bounce back in a big way. So, well, you can only gain two on me. As of right now, Seta, unless one of us happened to make some pivots on Sunday morning. So, but. Uh, yeah, I'm about to pivot. Pivot? So, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to round things out for the pick em. That's going to round things out here for our episode. You got any closing remarks to our uh, listeners? Yeah, Super Bowl, Super Browns. Yeah, to see yeah. That yeah, we got some excited Cleveland fans here. A little bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, stay posted. Ride Dog will be back next week. We'll be back in full swing. Uh, deliver more uh, top-notch fantasy football content for you guys. But in the meantime, 
You know where to find us on Twitter. That is uh, at HitStickFantasy. You can find me personally at HitStickChris. I'm at Michael underscore Soto. And give us those iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Five stars indeed. Good night, Hit Squad, and good luck on your matchups. Fuck you, Corey Long.